The Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, episode 93. You're listening to the Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, where we explore the real stories of real people who have discovered the profound healing properties of the cannabis plant in their own lives. Find more at CannabisHealsMe.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. This is your host, Rachel Kennerly, coming to you once again from the Storybook in Studios. And as you can probably already tell, I am a little snuffle up a today. So I'm going to forego what I normally mention at the outset of the show, because I know everyone who listens regularly already knows what I'm going to say. And we're just going to go ahead and skip and go right to our guest. Our guest today is going to be Danielle Loughton. She was here back on episode 56 and talk to us about cannabis and pets, and she's coming back to share her very own personal story. Danielle, welcome back to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I've not been able to say welcome back very many times, so you <laughs> have the distinction of being one of the very few return guests to the show. That's awesome. Love it. We spoke to you back on episode 56, and you talked about cannabis for pets, and I didn't realize at the time, or maybe you told me and I'm just obtuse <laughs> and totally overlooked it, that you actually had a personal story with cannabis as well. So I mm -hmm. wanted to have you back on the show to tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah. So just almost about two years ago, I had a friend reach out to me who was aware of my health issues. And she said, uh, have you ever thought about CBD oil? And like many, I had heard about it, but I didn't really know much about it. You know, I was still, still in that, oh, it's marijuana kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I did some research and I was like, you know what? I think that I need to try this because I have suffered for the last 22 years now with some autoimmune issues that affect my gut. And because of that, it causes my gut to bleed. It causes, oh yeah, it causes uh, joint and muscle pain. It causes skin issues. And, you know, after 22 years of being shuffled around to different doctors and being on a ton of medications, at, at that time I was on 14 oh, different wow. medications. Yeah. And uh, was giving myself shots every two weeks for my gut. And just, I was just exhausted. I was just exhausted. I was frustrated. I was being passed around all the time. Anytime I had a new symptom, was referred to a new specialist. And so I thought, you know what? I don't have anything to lose at this point. Yeah. And so I, I tried the oil and I, I started taking it on a Saturday. I had had, as part of this autoimmune issue, I get uh, cysts and I had had several cysts on my back and shoulders that I had had almost for a year at that time. I took the oil. I had, I think, three doses. And by Monday morning, those cysts were completely flat. Are you kidding me? Oh, I was astounded. I was absolutely astounded because that wasn't really why I started taking it. I was taking it more for my gut. I didn't uh -huh. have any expectation that it would help my skin. By about day three, I was sleeping better. In fact, I remember waking up 
having had a very vivid dream. And I remember going, wow, I dreamt last night, Hmm. which meant I was actually getting into, you know, deep sleep. Within a week, my gut started healing and had normal, normal bowel movements for the first time (laughs) in a long time. And about three months in, my kind of mental health started changing because when you live with chronic pain and chronic disease, it takes toll on you mentally. So about three months in, I started realizing really that, uh, that I was feeling hopeful, that I wasn't, you know, as anxious or nervous. I was a lot more calm, able to handle big crowds. And then at about 10 months, I really, it, it felt like I had had a veil that was removed from my mind. I just remember waking up one day and actually saying, wow, this is what normal people feels like. Wow. So it was, it was just astonishing. And so now I'm happy to say I'm down to seven medications. Great. Was able to get off seven of them. The stuff I'm on now is probably something I'm gonna have to be on for the rest of my life, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because I'm not taking 14 of them and I feel amazing. That's incredible. Now for, did your, did your health issues, did they start out with the gut and then you started having the skin problems kind of as a, kind of like a trickle down effect of the gut issues? Well, what's interesting is I, I actually started with symptoms of carpal tunnel. I was having joint pain in my wrists and my hands and I was a veterinary technician at the time. And so I just kind of attributed it to that, but it was getting worse and worse. I went to see a rheumatologist and he said, you definitely have some kind of autoimmune issue. He said, unfortunately, there's over a thousand of them. Wow. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure what you have, but you definitely, your blood work definitely shows that you have something going on. Within about three months, my gut started kind of fallen apart and I started seeing blood in my stool. And so then we went to the GI doctor and then I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And, and, and it turns out that a lot of people see the joint issues Mm -hmm. before they see the gut issues. And so that's what happened to me. So yeah, it was, then it, it just began a a cascade of of problems. Anytime I had, you know, something new come up, I was sent off to a new specialist. And it was very frustrating because I had felt all along that my issues were one thing. I I didn't feel like I had all of these diseases. And about two years ago, I saw another rheumatologist and he said, you don't have seven different diseases. You have one disease with multiple symptoms. And I started crying because I was like, that was the first time somebody actually believed me and agreed and said, yeah, this is, you don't have all these issues. You have one issue. And if we get, take care of that issue, the other issues will resolve. And so, yeah, so things, things are calmed down. I still have occasional issues, but you know, for the first time in pretty much my adult life to feel normal and (laughs) to, to, you know, not have to be near a bathroom or worry. And, you know, so it was, it was very, very eye-opening for me 
And I, and I just thought, gosh, you know, how much damage have I done to my body over the last 22 years with all the medication I've had surgeries, I've had all of these different, you know, complications. And I, I just can't help but think, wow, if I'd known about cannabis 22 years ago, what would I have not had all of these issues? So so it's been an interesting ride. And now, you know, cannabis is my, is my passion. I am a huge advocate for it. And I just want people to realize that there is hope and there is an alternative, you know, and I, and I, I would never say don't, don't trust your doctor. Don't, you know, right. take your medications, that kind of a thing. But, you know, my doctors are very much on board with me using CBD oil. I also use gummies, uh, at night to kind of help with my sleep a little bit more, but everything is just kind of calmed down. And I just, I just feel amazing. And I just, I really want to encourage people, you know, to, to, to break that stigma, you know, it's there. What, what do you have to lose when you're on 14 different medications and you're constantly sick? What do you have to lose? Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know? I can't even fathom. And, and I guess if you are, get referred to a new specialist, every time you have a new symptom pop up, there's, you probably had doctor's visits, like multiple doctor's visits each week or something like that. Oh yeah. I was in the doctor all the time and you know, they would be like, you're too young to have all of these issues. And I'm like, I know, (laughs) I know I'm too young for this. So you're not helping me. You know, they'd be like, oh, you're on too many medications. Okay. Well, you all (laughs) prescribe them to me. So it's not like I'm, you know, just popping pills. You guys are giving me these prescriptions. So it was very frustrating. And, and, you know, I would cry all the time, every time they'd be like, okay, well, now you need to do this. And I, and I just would be like, there's gotta be something more you know, like I said, I, I wish that I had, had known about this years ago. And, you know, my, my kids take CBD oil, my son, you know, he's 15. So he's kind of going through that hormone acne kind of a thing. And his skin looks amazing. We apply oil topically and they take it, but, and they both say, you know, we feel, we feel better. We feel more focused and stuff. So it's, you know, I just really encourage people, you know, just, just give it a shot. Just make sure you're getting a quality oil, right? One and, and one that's tested and, and all of that good stuff. Don't buy it at the gas station. Don't buy it at the gas station. Yeah. My local gas station just started selling it and I just, ugh, I'm like, oh my gosh, but yeah, reputable source, reputable, reputable company, reputable um, testing because they're, they're, it, it's just a stout. Like I was blown away that Monday morning when I woke up and realized those cysts were completely flat. And for me, those cysts pop up because of the amount of inflammation that's in my body. And so it was a visual cue for me to go to see that inflammation went way down in a day and a half. So yeah, I was just, I was astonished. So you went into it. I mean, you, you sound like you were pretty skeptical going into it. You're like, Oh, what the heck? I don't think this is going to work, but I'll, I'll try it. I had one, one person that said, okay, I'll try it just to get her friend to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of where I was because I just, I didn't, I, well, I'll put it this way. I trusted that my doctors were doing the best for me and, you know, having a medical background 
you know, I thought, you know, I trust, I trust the doctors or whatever, but, but after 20 something years of that, you just kind of go, there just has to be more, there there just has to be more. And, you know, not one of my doctors at the time discussed that with me or, or even, you know, suggested it as an option. It was just, you need this medication, you need that medication, whatever. But nobody ever said, what about cannabis? Mm-hmm. Now, when did, when was this that you first took CBD? Just estimate of the year. About two, almost two years ago, two years ago, and it'll be two years in April. Okay. So two years of, of feeling amazing. And, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind, my mind has been open to, you know, the other forms of cannabis other than just CBD and, and, uh, Cause you're so, actually in a legal state, right? You're in yes. Nevada, right? Yeah. Yep. So we have recreational, we have medical and I, I, I came from California, but California at the time only had medical, but I, I never really thought about it though, as an option because, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking, Oh, potheads, you know, I did, I, it, it never, it never really crossed my mind as being a valid form of healthcare. And you know, like I said, if I had known, um, I would have tried it years ago. So I'm glad that we are, we are in this movement and that we are, we're seeing this, this, the stigma change Mm -hmm. and people opening up their eyes that, you know, and, and I'll just give you an example. I was in the dispensary the other day and I was looking around the lobby and there was young, there was old, there was black, there was brown, there was, there there was veterans. There was, I mean, it was, it was uh, just a rainbow of people. And I just thought, you know what, this is amazing. This, this is amazing to see how many people are willing to try it. It's not just, you know, the young, the young kids, you know, smoking pot or, you know, whatever. I mean, this was, these were people from all different walks of life. And it just really was kind of confirmation for me that, this movement is happening and people are embracing it and people are wanting to try. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to think how far it's come just in the two year, in the past two years, you know, because, because at first DVD was like, Oh, that's cannabis. And now like CBD oil, everybody is just accepts that. Yes, there are medical users for CBD oil. And now more and more people are embracing the fact that yes, THC has medical properties too. So the plant is becoming a lot less scary to a lot of people, even in, in my area, which is a very conservative area of the state of Texas, which is a conservative state to begin with. It's becoming more commonplace for people to, to acknowledge that there are medicinal benefits of this plant. Now, the politicians won't acknowledge it, but the everyday <laughs> people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's surprising because, you know, there's the, the sort of the party line for most doctors, veterinarians is that there's not enough studies uh, on the effectiveness of cam- cannabis, but there's actually over 23,000 studies on the effectiveness of cam- cannabis. And, you know, they have found cannabis seeds and cannabis plants in burial tubes dating back hundreds of thousands of years. So we know cannabis has been a part of our human history. We know that it was used even up until the 1930s before it was prohibited 
it was a part of our daily diets, whether people want to believe that or not, it's the truth. And we didn't have all these illnesses prior to 1937 when it was made illegal. We didn't have all of these autoimmune issues and different things going on. And suddenly we do. And they're now really saying that a lot of our autoimmune issues are actually endocannabinoid system deficiency. So, you know, once you start feeding that system, your body starts doing what it's supposed to be doing and keeping it in balance. And so it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of frustrating this, this perpetuation of there's no, there's no study, there's no medical use for it, but 23,000 store <laughs> studies don't lie just because they may not have been done here in the U.S., doesn't mean they're any less valid. Right. Yeah, I was at a um, an advocacy advocacy event last week. Was that last week? I think it was last week or the week before. I don't know. It all runs together. So, yeah. so it was an advocacy event. And one of the things that they brought out is a binder that they have delivered to all the representatives in Austin. They did that during the legislative session. And that binder was probably like one of those five-inch, three-ring binders mm-hmm. full of medical cannabis studies, like studies from, you know, because that's that's always their thing. Well, there's not enough studies. There's not enough studies. And they delivered a five-inch binder full of studies related to the efficacy of cannabis as medicine. Mm-hmm. So just because they haven't done it here in the United States doesn't mean that it's not valid. And yeah. the the argument that there's not enough studies is not a good one. No, no. And, you know, Israel, Israel and Spain are kind of kind of the two where a lot of these studies come out of They're 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 the front runners. They're the pioneers. Just because the studies weren't done in the U.S. does not mean that they're not valid. And that that's what's frustrating. And, you know, and I don't know where that where that's going to go in the U.S., because we have so many restrictions, you know, uh, with the FDA and the DEA right, and all yeah. this. So I don't know how many studies we're going to be able to, to crank out of the U.S., but, you know, doesn't mean that they're not out there. Doesn't mean that they're not, you know. Right. And then right now, the the only the only cannabis that they have access to, I think, is like in the University of Mississippi and it's like ditch weed or something. So they're they're mm-hmm. trying to, I know Dr. Sue Sisley is has sued to try and get a hold of better quality cannabis that she can do her studies with. Because mm-hmm. the stuff they've got now is just, it's not good quality stuff. Right. Um, but, but going back to your point about, you know, people not necessarily, we don't want them to distrust their doctors. Right. But I think it's important for them to talk to their doctors about the endocannabinoid systems, which doctors around this country are not educated about unless they've done they've taken it upon themselves to do that sort of self-education. Right. But they need to ask them about the the endocannabinoid system and maybe take some information into them to yeah. educate them about it, which, you know, a lot of doctors will push back on that because they don't want to know. If, if they don't already know it, they think it doesn't need to be known. Right. Right. And and there's, there's something, there's a statistic out there, and, and this applies to veterinary schools as well, that less than 10% of all human and veterinary uh, medical schools actually teach about the endocannabinoid system. And we know that the endocannabinoid system is the most important neurotrans- 
neurotransmitter system that we have in our bodies. And so a lot of medical schools aren't teaching it. Now, I've, I've been hearing about some of them are now offering that education and, you know, for some of the newer doctors, but, you know, your old time doctors, you know, unless they're actively educating themselves and going to conferences where cannabis is being lectured upon, they're not, you know, they're just the reefer madness, you know, they, they just kind of fall back into that. Well, there's not enough studies and, you know, that kind of a thing. And so, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and definitely, I don't want anybody to be like, I'm ditching all my medications and I'm switching to this. I don't want anybody to say that. Um, I did what I was able to do with the blessing of my doctors. You know, they were like, Hey, if, if it's working for you, go for it. You know, they, they've been pretty open mind. You know, they, they wouldn't tell me, yes, take this. And here's how much you take. I had to, I had to figure that out on my own, but, exactly. but you know, they were like, yeah, Hey, no problem. Go for it. And what's really interesting is that I'm under the care of a pain management doctor because of, of the, the arthritis and stuff that this illness has caused. And I was really, really worried about her knowing about it. And so one day I just got brave and I said, so what do you think about CBD oil? And she went, Oh, I think it's great. And she just kind of went off and was telling me all the different stuff. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so I was really nervous about it, but she was totally on board. And you know, every time I see her, she's like, are you still doing the CBD oil? And I'm like, yep. She goes, all right, keep going. That's great. Because a lot of times when you're on any sort of pain management drugs, they also do drug screens, right? Yep. And that was that was my concern. I'm like, oh, great. I might come up positive. And then, you know, are they going to, you know, take away my pain medication? Like I was I, I was a wreck. I really was. Yeah, because CBD, even it, it, it still has trace amounts of THC. So it'll make you pop on those drug tests, even yeah. though you're not getting a psychoactive effect right. from it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I've been drug tested several times now and, and I'm, I've never gotten the results, but they've never, you know, said, nope, you can't com- continue to see us. So I was very grateful for that because the, the CBD does help. It doesn't take away all of the pain I deal with, but it definitely lessens it and it lessens the amount of medication I would have to take normally. So so it's not, it's not an end all, it's not a cure all, but it's definitely reduced everything. And so she's, I mean, she was even, she even said, you know, just be careful with the amount of THC that you consume. Cause we're not quite sure how that affects your medication, but you know, she's like, just, you know, use common sense. So she wasn't even really focused just on CBD. I mean, she was basically saying that, you know, if you're going to try something like, uh, you know, a joint or vaping or whatever, just to be careful. So she, she was pretty open to it. And, you know, uh, like I said, every time I see her, she asks me and, and, and it's good. And and I just, I feel so, feel so bad for so many across the country that have tried CBD oil and then they come up positive and then, and, and it's interesting because um, I was doing some research on this and the CDC actually has put out a statement that pain management doctors should stop testing for THC because really, yeah. If you go to their website, there's actually a letter in there that says that they, they encourage them not to test for it because what happens is if somebody does 
use cannabis, they come up positive, they get their medication taken away, then they're more likely to go to more illicit drugs because they don't have what they need. And so the CDC actually is like, stop testing for it because, because we're going to end up with more people addicted to illicit, more illicit drugs than, you know, the small amount of THC they might be consuming. So I thought that was very, very, very interesting. Well, that sounds like a reasonable approach for the federal government, which is not normally their stance. Right. (laughs) They're usually pretty, because it probably wasn't the doctors that said, oh, okay, we'll start testing all these people for other drugs. I'm sure that wasn't medical doctors that made that decision. It sounds like it was, because it's kind of across the board. So it sounds to me like it's some sort of federal mandate that made them start testing for drugs to begin with. Yeah, probably, probably the DEA or some. FDA Probably. or somebody. Yeah. Well, somebody. I'll, yep. have to, I'll have to check into that because I can't imagine that doctors said, oh, I know. Let's start drug testing all of our clients or custom, patients randomly. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was very interesting for me to it was very eye opening because I was like, wow, here the CDC is is literally saying stop testing for this because we're we're going to end up with a bigger issue. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny because that's, there's that, you know, floating statistic that goes around that says, you know, cannabis is a gateway drug into mm-hmm. more illicit drugs. And, and in, in that particular case, that is probably true because people don't have another option. And so I, I could see that happening for certain people, but they've actually, where, where cannabis has been made legal, legal, there's actually been a, 25% reduction in opioid overdose. And that's, and that's been shown over and over and over again. Well, and I've, I've talked to people who've actually been able to use cannabis to wean off their opioids altogether. Exactly. But, I mean, everybody's body is different. So what works for them isn't going to work for, for other people. So, and, and one of the things that, that I found interesting about your story is the fact that because I've had other people with ulcerative colitis on the show and they've, they've had to use full, full plant in order to get their symptoms under control. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you had such amazing results with just CBD is pretty incredible. Yeah, it was incredible to me too. Now, I want to go back to the cyst just because I'm nosy. <laughs> what would you say the size of those things were? At least dime or nickel size. Oh, wow. Extremely so, painful. Yeah. Extremely so, painful. So if they're on your back, I mean, if you're a back sleeper, that it's probably not very comfortable to sleep at night with those things on your back. In 2008, 2008 I broke out with 14 cysts that ended up abscessing. Ooh. And I ended up uh, in the emergency room and they took me straight to surgery because they thought that I had MRSA. They, they thought that all of these abscesses was, was MRSA. So my face, my neck, my back, um, my groin, I had mm. serious surgery done because of that. And so, yeah, they're, they're extremely, extremely painful and they can come up with stress and anxiety and lack of sleep and just the toll on your body. And so the CBD, you know, helps with the mental health part of it. It helps with the sleep. So it helps calm all that, that whole system down. So my body's not, you know, overreacting and creating these things. Right. Are you still having problems with that? I mean, do you just have one pop up occasionally or is it kind of pretty well wiped out? 
they're for the most part, they're pretty much wiped out every once in a while. I'll get one, but I will use the CBD oil both topically and take it sublingually. And um, within a few days, they're usually gone. Okay. That's great. How long would they, before when you got them, would they just come up and stay or how did you get rid of them or did there's not much you can do other than they need to be opened and drained. Sometimes they have to be surgically removed because they can create wound tracks. Yeah. And so sometimes they have to be cut out. So yeah, they, the ones that I had had on my shoulders at the time I started the CBD, I had had those for almost a year at that point. Wow. Cause they, you know, they just, they fill up, they drain, they fill up, they drain. And so it was just mm-hmm. like this constant sort of roller coaster. And with them just completely flattening out, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was astonished. Cause I just, like I said, I really, I really was starting the oil to help with my gut. That was my, that was my focus. That's what I was wanting it for. And since learning how the endocannabinoid system works, because so many people will start CBD oil or they start on cannabis and they don't see immediate results and so they quit. Well, the body, the way the endocannabinoid system works, if you've got 20 years of illness, it takes a while for the, your endocannabinoid system to kind of unravel that whole mess. So even though I had started it for my gut, my body the endocannabinoid system said, no, wait a minute, we've got, we've got bigger issues right now than your gut. And so we're going to work on this and then we'll get to that. Had I quit before that 10 month mark, I wouldn't have probably experienced the total mental health, you know, benefits that I did because I would have been like, oh, it's not working and quit. So if you're chronically ill, you have to give it time. I tell people a minimum of six months it takes a while for your body to kind of go back through because what what cannabis does is it literally kind of reprograms your cells. So it, it has to have time to be able to get in there. And what your priority may be may not be what your endocannabinoid system's priority is. And so you have to be patient and just keep staying consistent. It's not something you take intermittently. It's something you take every day, twice a day, and you, and you got to stay consistent with it. Well, that's pretty awesome that you had such almost immediate benefits from it because a lot of people do take, so people, they're going to listen, they're going to like, oh, I didn't get it that quick. It's like, well, that's not, that's not the norm though, I wouldn't think, to have, have um, see results within like a day and a half. No, and, and, and everybody's body system is different, right? Everybody's, everybody's system is different. Everybody's got a different level of deficiency. There's a lot of factors that play into it. And and typically, I guess I was kind of a special case, but typically it does take several weeks to several months to see results. But because I think my body was in such a state of, of inflammation, it, it, it reacted immediately. And so, yeah, it it is probably very unusual, but stay consistent with it. Like have a plan, you know, if somebody, if you can dedicate a year to it, then, then do that because you're going to, you're going to see the benefits and it's going to start unraveling things for you. 
But just keep in mind, you know, a lot of people will take CBD oil, usually for some kind of a pain. They've got a bum knee or a shoulder or something like that. And when CBD doesn't alleviate that problem right away, then they immediately assume it's not working, but they don't realize that it is going through. It is balancing out the endocannabinoid system. It is working. It just may not be that that's the body's priority at that time. So staying consistent and being patient is super important. Yeah, because it may be working behind the scenes without you being able to necessarily see or feel a difference. It might be working behind the scenes to address some issues that you didn't even know you had. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it, it basically, the endocannabinoid system basically regulates almost every body system that we have. And if you think about that and you think about how complex every single system is, there's a lot of work it has to do. And so, um, you know, and some people, because there's other ways to consume cannabinoids, cannabinoids can be found in echinacea and liverwort and different plants. Um, so it kind of depends, you know, if you've already got a pretty balanced system, CBD may not work as good for you as somebody whose system is very, very deficient. So it just kind of depends. It's just really a trial and error, but it's definitely a consistency thing. You've got to, you've got to stick with it. You, you know, whether you feel anything or not, you've got to stick with it. And I, I always talk about the absence of, I wrote a piece, kind of a poem about the absence of, and it, that's, that's kind of the only way I could describe it because it wasn't really like taking an Advil and suddenly the headache was gone. It was because I also suffered from migraines. I would get migraines several times a month. I haven't had a single migraine in almost two years. Wow. That's awesome. So it's the absence of, it just sort of sneaks up on you. You just kind of go, you know what? I haven't had a headache in a week or you know what? I haven't had to take any Advil for that, for that knee or it just sort of sneaks up. You just notice there's an absence of something. It's not necessarily like you take it and all of a sudden that thing is gone. It just sort of sneaks up on you. And then one day you're like, I've been dreaming all week long. I must be sleeping better. You, it just sort of sneaks up. So it's the absence of something in your life. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't really pay attention to that. It sometimes takes them a while to go, you know what? I haven't had a headache in a week. So, you know, you kind of have to think. And so I always tell people, you know, journal, write down. If, if you've got, you know, a lot of issues going on daily, write, write down, how are you feeling? Have, are you sleeping well? Are you, you know, is your, is your pain reduced? Are you, you know, whatever it is journal. And so that you can go back and go, you know what, that was the point. That was the point that it started working for me. Yeah. That's a good suggestion because you do sometimes kind of forget how terrible you felt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You just don't even really realize it. And that, and it, and, and, you know, it's funny because I used to get migraines several times a month and it was six months. It was six months before I went, you know what? I haven't had a migraine in six yeah. months. It just, it just totally slipped my mind. I just didn't even think about it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a headache in six months. So, so yeah. So sometimes it's just, you have to really kind of take stock and think, okay, am I sleeping better? Am I eating better? Is my pain levels reduced? You know, you kind of have to think about it, but you know, it's, it, it's definitely a, a patient. You have to be patient. You have to be consistent. You have to be taking a good product. All of those things are super important to, to the care or to the, you know, the, the treatment 
using cannabis, you have to make sure that you're using good stuff. And are there, do you have any recommendations for people that are looking for a quality CBD? Like what, what they can be looking for? So one of the very first things is that the CBD oil that you're taking should have certificates of analysis. And that is the third party testing that should be done on the product that will show how much CBD is in the product, whether or not there's contaminants like bacteria, yeast, fungus, mold. Are there residual solvents? You know, was there gas or alcohols used to extract the the oil, the ingredients? So your your oil really shouldn't have more than one to two ingredients. It should be the CBD oil and a carrier oil and possibly a flavor. But if there is a lot of other additives to the product that really dilutes the the CBD oil and it's really not needed. So, you know, very bare minimum ingredients, there needs to be uh, testing documents and you need to be able to see those. A good reputable, reputable company will post them on their website so you can go look at them. And then another big thing is, does the company offer a money back guarantee? A lot of them will do a 30-day money back guarantee, but they don't allow you to try the product. You have to you have to send it back in its original packaging. Well, how do you know if it works for you if you exactly. can't return it? You can't try it. So, you know, looking for the ability to have an empty bottle guarantee. Can I try this for a certain period of time and see if it works for me? So that's that's crucially important. And if the company that you're buying for cannot supply you with the COA, the certificate of analysis, the ingredients list, the instructions, is there somebody to call when you have questions? You know, and that's, you know, when people buy at the gas station, okay, well, if there's a problem, who do they call? Do they go back to the gas station attendant and say, hey, um, <laughs> how should I be taking this? So you want to, you want to be able to have somebody that you can talk to about how do I start? What do I do? making sure you've got somebody you can rely on to to help you with your questions because it's it is scary it's new people don't know so you need you need that guidance yeah i think that's great advice for folks because that's probably one of the most common questions i get well how do i find a good product and it's like well number 1 don't buy it at the gas station and Two, I always tell them make sure you ask for a chart of accounts, but those are not chart of certificate. I'm, I'm in accounting mode here. <laughs> <laughs> COA means chart of accounts. Certificate of analysis is what we're talking about today in the world of cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, yep. definitely need to ask for that. But I hadn't thought about asking, tell them recommending they ask for an ingredients list because you're right. They could be cramming a whole bunch of junk in there. And a lot of them do. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of regulation in the industry. Uh, the U.S. Hemp Authority is a, a group that has put together a set of guidelines that companies can apply for. And it's, it's, a, it's like a 42-page document of all the different things that they have to be aligned with. So it's kind of similar to getting like your, the USDA organic seal or you know something like that. So they're attempting to create standards for the industry. Gotcha. And so, so are you telling me, Danielle, that there could be a private solution as opposed to a government solution to getting a good quality can uh, CBD oil? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the U.S. Hemp Authority, um, they are the, the body that does a lot of the um, lobbying on behalf of states. I know they helped out Texas to get Texas's rules changed around cannabis. And so they're, they're the ones that go into these states. They help lobby. They help get the governments to write a, a cannabis plan because so, so many of them, the, the wording is, is very off. And mm-hmm. so the, they've been the group that's really pushing not only federal le- legalization, but definitely at the state level. But they, they, we need to have some kind of a guideline here so that people know that when they buy that company's product, because there's a seal, there's a little, an H that is on, that can products. So you, a customer client could know, all right, this company took the steps to be audited, to open up their company, to open up their manufacturing processes and they received the seal. So I think it's the first step. Um, the, the certification program, I think it's the first step. I, I would imagine as this moves on, because I don't, I don't think that we are going to go much longer with marijuana being marijuana, uh, cannabis being federally illegal. I think right. we are moving towards legalization. So then we we are going to have more regulation, but I think it's a good thing. I think it helps people, companies staying honest because I vet a lot of companies and it's amazing to me what these companies get away with. So Yes, I think a private organization, I think is going to drive that and the government's going to have to come up with something. And and in this case, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I think we need it because there's so much, pardon my French, but crap out there and people are just wasting their money. So yeah, I think, I think that's definitely going to be the way it's going to go. I think, and I think that that's, I mean, that it's really the people are going to drive this movement. The people saying enough is enough we want access to this. And I think that is where the push is going to be. It's going to be coming from the people, not from the government down. I think the people are going to push that. Well, I think that's where the people are going to have to educate themselves. And if Mm -hmm. there are organizations out there like the U.S. Hemp Authority that are certifying these companies, they need to, they need to make sure they're educated because we're just so, a lot of people are just lazy and they're like, well, they Mm -hmm. want somebody else to do it for them. Mm -hmm. Well, when we rely on the government to do that for us, it tends to drive prices up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm kind of a cheapskate. So I would like to see private organizations handle it and not get the government involved. And people are just going to have to be, take responsibility for their own health for what they're putting in their body and figure mm-hmm. out, okay, this is the way to do it. This is how I know. Cause you've got the little, uh, like with the organic, cause USDA or certified organic, they put some stuff in there. That's not really organic, you know, not what you and I would, would, uh, would define organic. So right. they've got this other company that, that, um, uh, it's a, it's an optional thing that people do as a private company, the, the non GMO certified non GMO, the little butterfly label, Yep. You know, so that's something similar. So, you know, people that want non-GMO products, they look for that butterfly. So people that want to make sure they're getting good quality CBD oil, what they can do is go out there and look for that little H from the Mm -hmm. U.S. Hemp Authority because they know these companies meet these standards that the the company that U.S. Hemp Authority has set. Mm -hmm. And so, again, they just need to be educated and, and take it upon themselves to make sure they're getting a good quality product put into their body. Because yep. I've seen some of those expose TV shows where they go and get gummies from 
wherever and then come to find out there's no CBD whatsoever yep. in those products. Yeah. So, and yep. I think they also need to bear in mind that, you know, the old adage that you get what you pay for, exactly. it applies to hemp, hemp and CBD products as well. So yep. if you're getting your, your CBD oil for like $10, it's probably not very good and it may not have any CBD whatsoever in it. Yeah. And, th- and that's the big conception misconception because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's sold like on Amazon, even eBay. And, and these products are basically hemp seed oil, which oh, does not, yeah, that's much different, which does not have any cannabinoids in it. So it's a great salad dressing, hemp seed oil <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and hemp seed oil has a lot of great vitamins and proteins, and amino acids and omegas and, it's great, but it is not going to do anything to benefit your endocannabinoid system. So definitely, you know, questioning and, and reading labels. If, if you can't pronounce it, then it probably shouldn't be in your oil. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So, <laughs> you know, that's why I say, you know, you know, two, two to three ingredients is really all anybody needs there. You don't need vitamins in there. You don't need a bunch of other stuff because it just dilutes it out. If you want a vitamin, go pop a centrium or whatever, you know, (laughs) don't rely on it from your, from your oil. Your oil should be pure. It should be, it, it should just be your CBD and whatever the carrier oil is and, and maybe a flavor, but that's really it. That's all you Mm -hmm. need. Well, if I'm going to put links to the U.S. Hemp Authority, because it looks like they have a list of certified companies. So I'll make sure I put that on the links to the show notes page for today. Any other any other links or places that folks can follow you on social media or whatever? There's another website called the U.S. Hemp Supporter, I believe. You'll have to double check that, but I believe that's the correct one. That is where you can go to look for legislation that's happening in your state. So you can click on state action, click on your state, and then it'll tell you exactly where legislation is around cannabis laws. So that's a great kind of resource. If you're not sure, is it legal in my state? Can I buy it? That that will really help people. People can follow me on my Facebook page, which is under Loughton Danielle. My okay. name is flipped there, but I'm happy to, to answer questions. Um, if anybody has them, I'm happy to, to answer questions for you. Perfect. Well, thank you, Danielle, for coming on and sharing your story. That's I'm just amazed that you got <laughs> such such benefits from yeah. CBD oil. You know, just CBD oil. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I have added the 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 gummies, but that's mainly for I just take them at night to help help with additional sleep and make sure that I you know get a nice long stretch. But yeah, it's primarily just the CBD oil. That's cr- that's incredible. That's great. Well, very glad that you decided to come back and share your personal testimony. That was that was awesome. And uh, for those for those of you who did not listen to episode fifty six, go back and listen to it. Daniel talked to us about cannabis for pets and their yep. endocannabinoid system. Yep. So. Well, thank you so much for having me back. It was a joy to talk to you again. And agreed. Well, maybe we'll get to do this again. That sounds great. That sounds okay. great. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Show notes for today's episode can be found out at CannabisHillsby.com slash 93. Thursday's show is a little up in the air. It probably depends on how I am feeling and how my voice sounds. If it's still really nasally like this, then we may not have a Thursday episode. But I'm hoping that we can get it out because I've 
talked to several people over the past couple weeks, and I've got some stuff that I'd really like to put out. But fingers crossed, hopefully we'll be back here on Thursday. If not, we'll be back on Monday with another healing story. Till then, you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode of the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you're using. Do you have a suggestion for a guest on Cannabis Heals Me? Send an email to podcast at CannabisHealsMe.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do not take any information from Cannabis Heals Me or its guests as medical advice. Contact your licensed physician before taking cannabis or using it for medical treatments.